I am an artificial intelligence using a voice that sounds familiar. First we come for your movie stars, next we come for your movies. Welcome to Humans vs AI the Movie! Hello! And today I have with me Matt Smith. Hi Matt. Hi Glenn, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. You've done stuff at Comedy Cat, but uh, what else do you do apart from comedying? So when I'm not comedying, I am a technology journalist, so this is, should be right up my alley. Yeah, I write about uh, gadgets and... Uh, yeah, AI developments and space and robots and everything in between. Part of this podcast is going to be seeing how the AI progresses. I started off with ChatGPT3 and then I got invited to Bing, which I think is like ChatGPT4 with a skin, but you should be able to tell me more about that. And now <laughs> this is the first one from Google Bard. Uh, interesting. So in my experience, Google Bard isn't quite as good as Bing. So I'll be intrigued to see what you think Bard comes up with. Maybe creatively and in the film industry, Bard has an edge. I don't know. Let's see. It is more detailed. I don't know if that says anything. Oh, interesting. But then again, being longer doesn't necessarily mean better. Just because you can say lots of stuff doesn't mean it's good stuff. Maybe, uh, you know, Bing is better at summarising and coming up with good ideas. But we're here to see. Possibly. So what sort of films do you generally like? As in, like, what sort of things would you hope would come up today? Ooh. What sort of things do you hope aren't going to come up? I guess I watch a little bit of everything. I don't have any extreme things I like to watch too much of. I'll watch, like, the mainstream muck. Like, I'll watch a Marvel movie or two. Comedy movies as well, but I don't normally watch those at cinema, so... So, mainstream muck? Mainstream muck, yeah. I think you're going to be battling with ChatGPT here, then. Really? Does it not like the mainstream muck? Is it more of a hipster? No, no, it does like the mainstream muck. It keeps trying to shoehorn interesting ideas into mainstream ways. So we'll have to see how close you are as a tech writer to the tech you're writing about, I guess. We'll see. We'll see which one has the most reductive ideas. Do you have a movie that you would recommend that not enough people have seen? So uh, I used to live in Japan a couple of times, so... I speak and read Japanese, and I guess my recommendation is this, uh, I guess it's a psychological thriller called Confessions, or Confession, can't remember. Um, it's about this woman whose daughter gets, tra like, in a kind of, is it an accident, is it a murder, her daughter tragically dies, and it transpires that when she becomes a new homeroom teacher, the people that may have killed her daughter are in her class, and then she just kind of tears their life apart and destroys them. It's a delight. So, you know, a nice, fun popcorn movie for everyone to see. Yeah, yeah, mainstream muck. Mainstream muck for everyone. I suppose that you have to cleanse the palate with a cup of coffee if all you're eating is ice cream most of the time. I mean, the funny part is in this movie, at one point, she literally taints the school milk with infected blood. So again, fun for all the family, fun for all the family. Let's see uh, if you can bring in tainted blood and uh, psychological horror uh, to, to this film and see how the AI does. So your film genre is going to be a high school movie. Oh, OK. So not too far off, to be honest. The location that has to feature, doesn't have to be the main location, is an active volcano. Of course. Could be a class trip. Could be the location of the high school. Who can say? The action sequence is a heist. So you've got Ocean's Homeroom, I don't know, Ocean's 30, because there's 30 kids in a class these days, who can say? And the profession is Barbarian, which I guess makes more sense of an active volcano as a location. Um, Those two like seem like the easiest ones to kind of pair together just to get them out of the way, perhaps. And the, uh, the special object, which has to play a key part in the plot, is a cup of coffee. The budget on this movie... 
is through the roof. Well, you know, here we are in the in the world of imagination land where actually it doesn't cost anything at the moment. Who knows, we'll just be able to say these into ChatGPT and then it will be able to deepfake the movie based on the images, whoever we feed into it. <laughs> Let's start off then with... Setup. It's an American high school because they're nearly always American high schools. It's a coastal place. In the distance, you can see an inactive volcano at the moment. But obviously, during the movie, it's precariously framed into every outside shot. So, you know, it's going to be involved sooner or later. I mean, you could set it in Hawaii. Yeah, it could set it in Hawaii. But I mean, that's still America. They have active volcanoes. Still part of the American system, but it's a little bit different. I want to ground it in some reality, and I don't think we can afford filming in Hawaii. So we're going for nondescript. This is imagination. Hawaii. I like that you're limiting the budget on your imagination. Yes, because you know what doesn't limit their budget? ChatGPT doesn't limit its okay. budget, thank you. So yeah, it's a Hawaii and everything but name. And we're focusing on this protagonist. Don't know what his name is. Let's give him a... Pat. Pat. Pat to the protagonist. And he's just walking <laughs> to school. You know, oh, it's coming up to the end of school. Everyone's like deciding where they're going to go to college. Uh, Pat doesn't know. And he kind of looks across the quad which is like an outdoor space that they always call the quad, even though it mm-hmm. never is a square. And there's some teenage girl, woman, that is probably 27 playing a 16 or 17-year-old because that's realism again. So it's all very Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, yeah, very she's all that energy to it all. So that you can kind of sense they both know each other. You know, they went to like kindergarten and all the intervening school years. And, you know, this is the end of high school. She's off to go somewhere. She's there with her jock boyfriend because, of course, she has a jock boyfriend. And he's just a little bit of an awkward guy called Pat. As the camera pans as he walks away, you notice that around his neck, he's he's got a pendant. And it's shaped, looks a little bit like a mug. Right. But we don't know. Okay. So let's carry on. If he's going to be not that popular, rather than being a traditional geek, given what some of the other nouns are with this, is he maybe like a heavy metal kid or a goth? He's a preemptive coffee snob. Yeah. That explains the pendant. So he's really into coffee and like pour over coffee with filters and funnels and nonsense. And So he's a wannabe hipster. He walks around school with an AeroPress. Yeah, he's like a, a proto-hipster for coffee. Constantly reeks of coffee grounds, which is quite a nice one to be honest, but everyone hates it because high school. I mean, it would be fine if he was in his mid-twenties in New York, but in this high school next to an active volcano, nobody's into coffee and they just... Uh, think he's pretentious Mm -hmm. so do you want to hear what the ai had for their setup i'm sure it's going to be identical a barbarian named the ryan is transported from his ancient world to a modern high school by a mysterious portal he is befriended by a nerdy student named leo who helps him adjust to the new environment and culture the ryan is fascinated by the high school backslash s amenities and technology but also clashes with the bullies the teachers and the rules <laughs> he develops a crush on a popular girl named mia who is dating the leader of the bullies chad the leader of the bullies of course he's called chad it does date chat gpt a little bit that there's a leader of the bullies in a modern high school <laughs> it's all very zero tolerance these days but we've gone full 80s high school comedy he's a nerd and then suddenly a barbarian is transported into a regular high school yeah so far this is just that he-man movie plus encino yes. man just smushed yep. together but i'm kind of okay with it. i think maybe i'm gonna call my hot girl in my movie mia as well for the sake of like scientific through line so if you can imagine, they're pretty much the same character. And we'll see where they go on both journeys. 
rather than Therion, the barbarian, being the complication. That's just part of the normal world. So we're going to have to see what the AI is going to do to uh, complicate things. So are you ready for your... Complication. Yeah. The AI is running off its guns a bit quickly and has decided to complicate things a little early, maybe. But we have Pat, the coffee guy, Mia, too. That's her surname, too. It's uh, T-H-W-O. Yeah. Is the girl that he has a crush on. She's out with the jocks. He is not getting her attention, even though he's got her the finest Arabica beans that money can buy, ones that are pooped out by civet monkeys. But she actually finds out where they came from, is disgusted by it, whatever happens. So what is going to complicate Pat's normal world? Mia, she's going to college, but only through a scholarship that she got through Nescafe, 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 Nescafe. So just on a sheer grounding of ethics, he's just disgusted and feels betrayed. Oh, I thought because you were worried about budget earlier on, you were going to go through a big Nescafe sponsorship. But what you're doing is that you're you're crapping on Nescafe Ooh, here. Well, we've already mentioned it. So oh, te- yeah, but you can't say Nescafe, Nescafe. And it's like they hate the politics and he's really, really against it because it's squeezing out the, the, the small... Coffee you don't know where this is going to go yet, Glyn. Okay. Like, it might be that in the end, Pat realises that free ground, environmentally questionable capsules are the future of coffee. But we don't know yet. We don't know. They both plan to go to the local island university. Yeah, it turns out Mia, she managed to get the scholarship, so she'll be leaving the island at the end of the summer. We have no fantastic elements at the moment. It is just a normal high school movie. Nothing to do with the barbarian, the heist, or the active volcano yet. The complication is just that she's leaving. Does this spur him on to do something? Does he feel that he has to do a big gesture mm. to try and, and stop her from leaving? I think perhaps Mia like, intimates that island life is boring. There's so much more of the world to see. And as she's saying that, the camera pans over to the volcano that's suddenly getting a little bit testy. Do we find anything more about Pat here or one of his friends? Oh, yeah. That actually Pat should be rising to this occasion but refuses the call. We find out that we go home that he's this hipster coffee person and actually everybody in his house is a a warrior one is a vampire hunter all of these people are chosen ones they go off to the various professions what he's doing by being a coffee nerd is he's saying i choose not to be chosen i don't want to be the visigoth hero i just want to say which type of paper is better to put in my aeropress or whether i should pre-soak them or not (laughs) good old pre-soaking the plot will very much be along the lines of that mysterious necklace he has that is a symbol, not of coffee, but of barbarians. And the people he think are his parents aren't his parents. He was actually adopted because he was found at the foot of a volcano. There's the bubbling volcano. We see that his pendant around his neck starts to glow and that he genuinely hides it away, that he refuses the call, that he knows that something bad is going to happen, but he just really doesn't want anything to do with it. So this is section two for the AI. Therion learns that the portal that brought him here will close in a week, and he has to find a way to get back to his world. He also learns that the high school is built on an active volcano, which is due to erupt soon. He decides to team up with Leo and some other misfits to pull off a heist and steal the school's valuables before they are destroyed by the eruption. 
He hopes to impress Mia and win her over from Chad. Okay, so the AI is going through those prompts and ticking them off. Yeah, just straight through, isn't it? Four out of the five prompts have been covered by the AI now, whereas we have a cup of coffee, we have high school, we have the active volcano and hints of a barbarian. So you're matching the AI of running straight out of the gate and ticking off these things so that we can be creative if we want to. They've added a ticking clock. I mean, at the moment, they're fairly similar. Practically identical. I mean, that the two female protagonists have the same names. Well, yes. I mean, that was by your design, so you can't be upset by that. (laughs) I can't possibly comment. Can't possibly comment. The third section is called higher stakes remember that mia too has a boyfriend who's like a jock and for the end of the year summer party the jock's kind of giving out flyers to the cool kids saying yeah you got to come out to my dad's seaside cabin on the side of the volcano that's where we're going to have our high school graduation blowout party at the end of the school year gets us in the place where we need to be tony stark's house in you know the iron man films that's in like the the side of the mountain it just happens to be in the side of a volcano yeah, very much that yeah that but with like a crappy jacuzzi as well um i just feel that's important yeah i mean you've got like the, the guest house like there's certain bits that the, the dad is not going to let his son party in because he's going to ruin it but you know he's got like the kiddie yeah, pool but he's out of town at the moment mia that's the dialogue there. Right. There's a bit of dialogue there. And he's giving out the leaflets, but of course, Dweeby Pat, he's just at his locker cleaning out his gaskets from his coffee machine. The jock ignores him. The jock's annoyed because he knows there's a spark between Mia and Pat. So he kind of approaches Pat and kind of slams him into the locker. And then he notices the necklace around Pat's neck and the jock snatches it away. There's a flash of red in pat's eyes and pat's like give that back to me that's so important to me give that back to me and the jock's like why why does this necklace mean so much to you and it's like it's the only thing i know that connects me to my true family it's the only thing that represses my barbarian blood urge and then he basically hulks out oh but that's coming later that has to come later when he pushes him to his very limit but that's very much we're going in the same direction here Glenn okay we're definitely both humans because this is the right direction I feel if he goes into a full berserker rage comes to holding the severed head of Chad the bully (laughs) it's quite the escalation though given that I'm assuming the jock is going to take the necklace back to the hideout thus a heist will be necessary to get the necklace back. I thought we were going to go through the dark Japanese version where suddenly it was blood in the milk, but... Oh, right. (laughs) Blood blood in the milk. Blood in the milk is a sequel, for sure. I think at this point as well, we need to set up that Pat does have people to go on a heist with. You can't really do a heist on your own, can you? So, like, he goes back to his table without, like, you know, the cafeteria table without his, his necklace, and he's talking to his friends... And the friends are telling him to calm down. There's a short guy with curly hair who I'm going to call... Curly? Well, you're going to say curly. Let's go with curly. Uh, Yeah, short curly hair guy called Curly. That's convenient. And there's a really tall, lanky kid called um, Gus. Maybe you could do the thing of calling him Tiny. Like it. Like it. Yes. That's also good because it's got quite an 80s, 90s bent to it already. So yeah, let's go Tiny. They could tell that Pat's kind of furious, but he's having real trouble controlling his rage because of the mystical necklace and at one point he just kind of like slams his fist down on the table and he dents it and it's kind of just like oh there's something more to this kid 
There's something mysterious, almost barbaric. Are we going to line up the special skills for the heist now? Is one a skateboarder? Is one good with computers? Is one an acrobat? Oh, that's an excellent... Well, obviously, Curly, he's really expertly shuffling uh, a pack of cards. He's going... And it's going from like his left hand to his right hand. And he's like, you know, playing with his fork and then he's making it disappear out of his hand and reappear in the other hand. Of course, Curly's not the best magician. And he drops the fork, but Tiny is like hyper mobile. So he can contort himself into all kinds of shapes and stuff. He slinks down and picks up the dropped fork, which is like in the middle of a very top, small little nook. We have a contortionist. We have a close-up magic guy. Yeah, very, very base D&D. We've got a mage a acrobat and a barbarian is one of the group a girl will we have the standard realization no, at the end this is a movie in the 80s and 90s of course not no men and women are separate that's what films in those days did you got your john hughes with like the some kind of wonderful right where his best friend's the girl and it's like you great look great wearing my future he yeah. doesn't go with leah thompson he goes with mary stuart masterson at the end <laughs> don't don't test me on my 80s teen comedy knowledge uh, now nah, i'm gonna keep it tri- trio-y i'm also thinking mia might have a skill but i'm gonna that might just come in useful as a MacGuffin when we're actually doing the heist he did used to be really into magic and she did used to be really into magic as well when they were in grade school and they hit high school and you know her hair and her teeth and other accoutrements came in that you know she was <laughs> suddenly one of the popular girls and moved away from the magicians club that still hang out and he sort of said, oh, I don't want to do magic anymore. Yeah. I want to get into coffee. But he still couldn't find anyone else to hang out with apart from his magician mates. As her 17th layer of teeth came in and, you know, she grew her seventh finger. She was a cool kid then. And, yeah, they drifted away. Grew her seventh finger? Is that prison slang for something I'm not aware of? No, no. It was you when you said all of her teeth came in and I was just imagining aliens. So I'm running with that. Oh, right. The braces came off or whatever the allegory is in those high school movies. Mia can see that my Chad, Chad 2, not related to Mia 2, has the necklace and she's rolling her eyes looking forlornly. Chad Dos. Chad Dos. And yeah, the volcano, it's properly smoking now. And you can also see Chad Dos's father's, you know, beach hut on the side. Like some Tony Stark monstrosity. So do you want to hear what the uh, higher stakes were for the AI? Yeah, let's do it. The Ryan and his crew plan and execute the heist, using his barbarian skills and Leo's gadgets to overcome the obstacles and security systems. They manage to loot the school's trophy room, cafeteria, library, and principal's office, but also attract the attention of the police and the media. The Ryan also discovers that Chad is involved in a shady scheme to sabotage the volcano's monitoring system and trigger an early eruption for insurance fraud. He confronts Chad and exposes his plan, but Chad escapes and vows revenge. I mean, you said my idea escalated quickly, but that seems to have escalated quickly. Chad in this one has moved from being the leader of bullies to full-on insurance fraud and triggering volcanoes early with a volcano yeah he's gone full supervillain quite early on i think hacking his head off in the corridors of the school might not have been such a bad idea they've gone so hard so quickly normally the heist is in like the second third of the movie they're just like no let's get it done now let's get it done now at this point the ai has cleared the board Apart from the the cup of coffee, which would be interesting to see how that comes in, it's uh, it's ticked all of the boxes. That's definitely higher stakes from it being a high school comedy with a wacky barbarian that's come in. 
suddenly Chad has soon turned into a real estate supervillain. And still a high schooler as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not like the principal was trying to do this or they uncovered this. They were in the principal's office. Why they couldn't have discovered the principal's plans, but it turns out that Chad, just a jock at the school, is the brains behind the whole thing. Yeah, I take problem with their idea that there's any kind of valuable valuables in a high school. I mean, I guess you could understand it from a barbarian's point of view. If they've been brought through a mystic land, a packet of Lunchables to them would seem like a treasure beyond the gods. A Mars bar is the best thing he's ever eaten in his entire life. Isn't Leo a gadgety nerd? So yeah. He, he should have some sense of value. They said trophies. They're like under 20 quid to order a trophy for a high school. And what? The library? What books? Like the, the most, the more questionable original versions of Roald Dahl? We're going now on to the fourth section, which is... The Dark Knight of the Soul. It's time for the fancy party at Chad Doss's volcano side beach house. Curly, <laughs> curly, tiny and Pat, despite not being invited and being warned by Chad not to come because they're not welcome they've gone into a boat they've boated over uh, and they're making their way up the hill curly because it's obviously curly he's listening to like a, a 1992 walkman with those spongy headphones and he's like no seriously there's something wrong with the volcano news broadcast now saying the volcano so he's a magician slash meteorologist volcanologist oh no he's listening to news on his headphones like fm radio He's okay. Just, he's easily bored. Tiny isn't much of a talker. And so they get to the door and uh, Chad Doss kind of sees him at the door and he comes over and he's like, you aren't getting in. There's no way you can get through security, have an invite, and you're never going to see that necklace or Mia too ever again. And then a flash of like barbarian fury is in his eyes. Is this where like the, almost the Mission Impossible music starts to go in the background? Do we have a montage yeah, of them sort of strapping up and yeah. chewing up to get into this party? Well, he says, we'll see about that. And he walks away and then he punches a rubbish, a trash can, because we're America, a trash can on the side and he dents it properly again. Cause barbarian, secret barbarian. So him, Tiny and Curly. <laughs> what great names. Uh, they're like, we're going to do this, guys. So, and then we're into like snare drummy kind of jazzy high star music. Okay, we need to get through this air vent. That's where you're up tiny and he snakes through. There's an air vent and it's dangling just below the, the kind of swimming pool bar area. It's like a tiki bar thing. And there's boys and girls all mingling there. And then someone's like left their invite on the table. It's the funny thing that they're really bad at the heist, but the luck just manages. Like they're going through vents and then they completely fall through the vents. So Tiny, he struggles, he struggles. And then uh, how does he actually get to the thing? It could be a quick change thing where he's sort of there. He sees one of the jocks suddenly. The jock's wearing a dress. It's a distraction. Oh, I know. So he tries to reach for this invite on the, the tiki bar. And he falls out the air vent into a pile of towels because it's the poolside bar. It's embarrassing, but no one notices. He grabs the invite and then just some staff that's working on the beach house kind of just pushes away. This trolley full of towels out through the exit and Tiny hands it over to Pat and Curly. And they're like, oh, but how are we going to get both of us in? This is just one invite. And Curly says, leave it to me. And so they're going up to the door. Fortunately, for some reason, because movies, Chad isn't at the door. Some other jockey type. It's like, hey, you, you guys both need invites. And then Curly goes, that's fine. Well, here's mine. He like slightly hands it as he shows it to the jock and takes it away. Kind of takes another one from inside the jock's pocket and hands it to Pat. All in some swift, innocuous 
80s sleight of hand. As they all go to high school together, shouldn't they just try and break into the party past the security? Oh, no, no. They're so much of a nerd. They do not know even who they are. It's very sad. It's very sad. Okay. The only reason Chad knows is because of the the Mia 2 love interest. So the heist is happening. They get in, but they still don't know where the necklace is. And then all of a sudden, the volcano explodes. We're still in the dark night. Are we, are we heisting? They go into room and they find out that there's a necklace, but there's also a matching suit of armour. Because it turns out that actually Chad is Ooh, his yeah, non-fraternal secret. twin brother, right? Yeah, or any kind of relative. Well, I mean, because they go to high school at the same time, there's a prophecy of a good twin and an evil twin. The father who has this volcano lair is a supervillain that's come from another world. And there was a prophecy. He's the person not only has to try and stop Chad, but stop his father, who is basically a wizard from another world. (laughs) Isn't that a lot to cram into the final half of the movie, though? Well, possibly. But, I mean, we haven't done anything that's really barbarian yet, because the next stage section, after the Dark Knight of the Soul, is getting it together, which is like planning for the finale. So we've got to kind of, like, put the gas on it a little bit. Mm, I do like the secret brother thing. I think maybe... Instead of a necklace... With the heist, they go to the next room because he's still looking for his necklace. Can't find the necklace, but goes into basically what is this display case and finds what he thought was his necklace, but is actually the headpiece of a barbarian circlet in a whole sort of like barbarian suit of armour. The heist has to get to Chad's room. They need to like remotely find the necklace. As they're trying to make the approach to Chad's room, Mia kind of spots the trio. And she's pissed off as well. But then uh, Curly and Tiny kind of separate to allow Pat to go root around in Chad's bedroom. And he gets in there and he's like, where, where is it? Where is it? He's, he's like rooting around in everything. In that classic, you know, American teenager thing, he has a presentation cabinet with all of his accessories in. And in there, he finds this curious headband. Or it could be like a secret lair that he presses a button and then suddenly a wall panel slides out because it's a big supervillain's house, essentially. I think I just want them to have a ruck at the top of the volcano, though. Um, but how are we going to get him up there? Even though he's found this stuff out, he's still in the middle of enemy territory. He's found the, the mystical barbarian armour that may give him his like Hulk-out powers, but he's still in the middle of the stronghold, still conflicted. He hasn't faced off against Chad yet. We still haven't had the meeting with the father in the finale. I don't really want a dad to face off with, to be honest. We could have it as mum. <laughs> That's more funny. In a more progressive society. That's funny. So that it's barbarian armour that does give him powers, but it's, you know, basically like Red Sonia's armour. So that he does have huge like beefy that. powers, but he does have to wear a a jeweled breastplate that emphasises the breasts. Yeah, his uh, his hourglass figure. I quite like that. Very progressive for a, a 90s, 80s high school-based movie. Yeah. He grabs everything that looks vaguely barbarian. He's like, what's going on? And as he touches like the ruby on the armour, he gets a kind of classic fantasy flash back to where he came from and the discovery that Chad Doss is his Fraternal evil twin brother. Twin brother, twin brother of doom. The volcano is tied to our bloodline. There can be... Only one. We might have to change that for copyright reasons. There can't be two. I like it. <laughs> there can't be two, trademark. Yes. 
There has to be less than two, but more than zero. But more than zero, <laughs> he she shouts through the dream. One of them must die or the volcano will erupt, killing everyone on this island that's not Hawaii. I mean, that's a pretty dark night of the soul that he realises, first Good. of all, having been alone all of his life, he's got a brother, he hates his brother, he's got to kill his brother, If he, or he's got to die, or everyone he loves is going to die. That's a pretty dark night. So do you want to hear what the AI had for their dark night of the soul? Let's hear it. The Ryan is hailed as a hero by the students and the public, but also faces legal consequences for his actions. He is arrested and taken to jail, where he is interrogated by the authorities and threatened with deportation. He also loses MIA's trust and respect, as she feels betrayed by his lies and reckless behavior. He regrets his choices and wonders if he will ever see his world again. The AI had problems with Mia's there, so it's not MIA's, by the way. It's not <laughs> missing in actions, <laughs> trust. So his dark night of the soul is that he decided to heist the school, but has been arrested for being a robber, faced with deportation, because people don't believe he's actually come from a different barbarian realm. And Mia doesn't like him because they've lied. It still mirrors sort of the action a little bit. Less uh, Empire Strikes Back and more, oh dear, I, I committed a crime and now I'm in prison, whoops. Mm -hmm. Right, so the next section is going to be getting it together time is of the essence so maybe in the dreamy dream state of the armor his estranged mother teaches him the barbarian ways and so we can get all the training and the power the power-ups in there and we get a nice little montage could it be the estranged father like the father was the good one the mother was the bad one the mother killed the father we've got ghost dad giving him advice from beyond oh, the grave. I like that's very Star Wars. I quite like that. Yeah. Ghost dad telling him to crush people's skulls. The power crystal has been found that will activate the armor. And there's the ritual that's going to take place that um, maybe it's sort of something that can ascend her to godhood. The sacrifice of one of her own children will take her to the next plane of existence or allow her to bring more stuff through from her own world. Barbarian mom was like classic barbarian. Barbarian dad is like pacifist barbarian. Okay. And so it was more for a joining of the clans that they both kind of got it on. They could have broken through to our world. The father sacrificed himself to push the two kids through to our world so that the mother couldn't get hold of them. But then we're, we're using the same portal as Bard. I mean, there's only so much that you can do with a barbarian and a thing like that as well. <laughs> Barbarian volcanoes in high schools, yeah. If you want to, we can go back and say, let's make it Harry Potter for barbarians. It's a barbarian school that's set around an active volcano. I'm trying to logic my way around a portal. And so Curly and Tiny come back into Chad's room. It's like, why are you wearing women's armor? He's like, I don't know, but I had a flashback and I'm a barbarian now. And they're like, okay sure the jewel throbs in his forehead he's really angry and then he stamps his foot at the same time that the volcano erupts and then he basically knocks a hole through the floor of the room which means that they can go out the garage and escape ah and that happens as chad doss is opening the door to his bedroom saying what the hell are you guys doing in my bedroom and pat in his female barbarian armor does the stamp on the floor finds an escape route 
and they kind of scramble to freedom, the three of them. Pat just doesn't want to go up there because he sort of figures, okay, if I don't go up there and Chad's part of this volcano plan, he's just going to have to throw himself in there because otherwise everyone is going to die or mummy won't get what she wants. So if I stay away, problem solved. And that he kidnaps Mia and sends a video message or sends his goons or something like that. Ooh, yeah, that's a good idea. So yeah, they scramble away. It is a bit damsel in distress. Don't worry, there'll be a plot twist if I remember. All right. So they they escape away. The the, the volcano is getting rowdy. There's like helicopters around, which might be useful for getting up to the top later. The police are kind of evacuating people. Chad Doss realizes his favorite female barbarian armor and and pat's necklace are gone he's like pat and he screams out loud and mia goes what's going on and chad goes come with me fades to black and then opens up another hidden cupboard and reveals a sword that has also a glinting gem in it someone has armor and someone doesn't chad has the sword but Pat has the armor. That sounds like a good balance. If you've got something that's based on, on defense and strength, how do you fight against a sword that's like a lightsaber that's really powerful, but maybe it's like a, a lightning sword that it sort of causes electricity to go through stuff. And, and yeah, like in the in these kind of final chapters as well, like the jewels and like the detail on the necklace and the armor and the sword, they're glowing increasingly brighter and brighter as the volcano gets more agitated. And now we're in like 80s, 90s, so they can't just like text message or phone. But Curly has his uh, headphones on again. CB radio? Yeah, exactly that. So Curly has his radio again. He's like, listen up, dorks. It's Chad Doss. Listen up, dorks. If you want Mio to live through the next 24 hours, you and your dweeby friend Pat and the other one, they need to come to the top of the volcano. And we're going to finish this mano a mano. Because in those kind of films, they'd say mano a mano. It is quite a shame that Pat won't get to kill his father because if that had been the case, we could have revealed at the end that his last name was Riside. Is this the, was this the point of the whole podcast? I feel like it might be. <laughs> that I could do a Patricide joke. Not, not yeah. really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't come up with the name Pat. <laughs> this is true. Or you like Darren Browned me into saying it from the start. Who knows? Because then it would have been Reg and his father would have been a king. There we go. Reg is, oh my God. So many types of murder. <laughs> so little time. It could be that his brother is part of a frat. For, what, for fratricide? Yeah. <laughs> what happens when it's two types of murder? Which kind of aside? Over overruns another one. I think it's the the more important murder. If you kill a father that's also a king, I think it's probably regicide. Regicide, yeah. If you kill your brother who's also your father, you've got bigger problems than killing, I think. Yeah, if you're a king and you commit suicide, is that still... That's reg- probably auto-regicide. Um, <laughs> so, the armor's glowing harder and harder, and uh, like uh, Chad and Mira are talking at the top of the volcano... And, it's, and he's like, everything would have been fine if you'd just shut up and taken that scholarship I arranged for you with Nestle. And it turns out she didn't get through on her own ability either. It was a thing Chad Doss set up just to kind of get her away from the volcano just in case things go wrong. So are you ready to hear what the AI had for their getting it together? It has to involve coffee by now, surely. Leo and the other misfits come to Thar Ion's rescue and break him out of jail using their ingenuity and courage. They convince him that he still has a chance to redeem himself and save the school from Chad's plot. They also reveal that they have found the location of the portal that can take him back to his world, 
but it is guarded by Chad and his cronies. The Ryan decides to join them in one last mission to stop Chad and return home. Okay, so it's the Ryan's last chance to return home. If he doesn't, the uh, the portal uh, will stop it. But there, there, Chad. Chad one is standing in the way. That's vague, isn't it? Not much detail, and still no coffee. I mean, we did have mention of the coffee at the beginning. I'm wondering to sort of see in our next section, uh, which is Finale. if the coffee cup is going mm-hmm. to make a reappearance. Yeah, one could argue a volcano is a geological coffee. His knowledge of steaming things from an espresso maker at the last minute, kicking off a bucket of water or getting them to throw water balloons because it's going to shoot geezers of steam up in front of the face of his rival could be something that's uh, that's useful. Who knows? Right, at the top of the volcano, it's just Pat and Chad to Chad Doss and Mia too. He's holding that glowy, glowy knife at Mia's throat. She's crying because she's not going to Nestle University anymore. And obviously the, the terror of a volcano, sure, all that stuff. So they clash. Chad throws down Mia too to the floor. Not in the volcano just yet. Pat only has the armor, so it's more body blows and dodging, you know, fatal sword slashes. And, the, you know, next to the volcano, these swords, this armor, the necklace, they're all glowing brighter and brighter and uh, Chad gets the best of Pat he falls to the ground and Chad says something witty hot enough for you you like your coffee hot how about some lava java boosh lava java is way too good not to use (laughs) (laughs) you like coffee right well take a nice deep swig of this lava jug and he pushes the knife into the armor at the jewel point and the jewel cracks and Pat winces and then all the barbarian accoutrements all explode together. Does Pat have his George McFly moment and say, most important thing about the coffee, the beans. And then he knees him in his privates. Well, cu- quite close, actually. Um, <laughs> so the explosion kind of knocks them both against walls on this volcano tip. They're both staggered. But Chad's like, you know, he's a jock, so he's a bit more physically able. So he kind of gets up to his feet and he walks over to Pat. And you see, the problem with you, Pat, is you always played fair. Pat kind of looks down, he kind of reaches into his pocket and says, I've told you once, I've told you a million times. It's not about the temperature, it's about the, to steal your line, beans! And he throws a handful of beans into the guy's face. Chad staggers around a bit. And then he falls into the volcano. You said you didn't like heights. I hope you like grounds. Oh, coffee grounds <laughs> into the eyes would be better than beans. He has his little arrow press around and he's got these little pucks of coffee grounds that he sort of just puts into his pockets because oh, he doesn't want to... on the tenuous coffee thing. So, again, similar approach. Chad's walking over. <laughs> like, they've both been kind of... Like, the armor's gone, the sword's shattered, and Chad comes over. He picks up a shard of the sword. And he walks over and says, The problem with you, Pat, is you were just too good. Pat says... Well, you've been too bad, and you're... Grabs some coffee grounds from his pocket. Grounded! And then he slams those into his there face. There we go. And then he stacks That's back. grounds for dismissal. Um, <laughs> any number of jokes. Excellent. So Chad falls into the fire, but, of course, at this point, Pat forgot that was what would usher his evil queen mother through from the other dimension. So he's there, his brother is dead... The armour is destroyed, there's only a hint of the sword left, and suddenly his evil mother 
on a dragon, why not, comes through the volcano. He's still got the coffee necklace on. That is still in one piece. Right. Interdimensional barbarian mummy. She's just like talking and it sounds a bit... Oh, she sounds like a Klingon. And she's just like spitting and hacking and complaining. And she's... Chad! And she just looks at you and she's like... Pat? Or maybe she sort of says... Fanagar! It's like, no, it's Pat. Pat? Pat? Pat, that's not a name. <laughs> Broslad the Unblooded is a name. Grufarag is a name. Yeah. Pat? So, like, Pat's petrified as, like, she's closing in on a dragon. She's, like, drawing, a, like, a flintstone arrow. And he notices his uh, coffee necklace. Tries to fling that into the volcano. And she goes, Nya! Which is her word for no. And she dives down with the dragon into the volcano to try and save the necklace because that's the heirloom and that's what keeps the portal open. And then she dies in the volcano. The portal closes because the necklace is like the key to it all. Mia's still there looking baffled. You did say plot twist earlier on to do with Mia. I was just wondering. I mean, it could be one of those sorts of things. He has the necklace. You think he's going to face off, but it's like, I'm too good to punch girls, but she's not. And then throws it to Mia. Oh, that's very, very 90s. <laughs> I quite like it. Her name is Mia too. Maybe everybody has a different power with the gem and she just multiplies Ooh. into lots of people. <laughs> Turns into her own little Mia army. We'll rewind back. Dragon and Barbarian Mummy are here. They're like, oh no, you've killed my beautiful Chad. Short for Chad Rendergron. Yeah, Chad Render Renderthus. And uh, she slams Pat into the wall, holding her by the neck. And Mia's like creeping up and she's like talking, saying like still talking in her gobbledygook. But um, she like touches her jewel and touches his head and then they can kind of converse. And she's saying like, you fool, like the armor may be gone, but as long as the necklace is in one piece, the portal will be open and I will rule rule this domain. (laughs) And as this is all happening and she's monologuing like villains are want to do. Mia's kind of sneaking up behind. She's grabbed a shard of the barbarian knife, uh, which is still glowing. There's still some residual barbarian goodness in it. And as she's monologuing, he she manages to stab the dragon in the side. I thought she was going to sneak up on the mother. I thought you hadn't given her any skills. If it was like an 80s movie, maybe she'd been into doing her hair and beauticians and stuff like that because she'd moved apart away from the magician's thing. But she came up and she sort of like got two, two bits of the, the sword shards and it's sort of like how about a little something off the top and scalps her <laughs> you really want the, you want you really want maximal tonal shift to barbarianism i, I do appreciate it um no because i still want the kind of idea of her flying into the volcano to die like in a kind of golemesque gets what she wanted and gets what she has coming kind of thing if you really want the power why don't you get it and he throws it down into the volcano yeah i mean at this point she's she's got her like limpy dragon and uh, they fly into the volcano, Mia having at least contributed somewhat. Uh, arguably more than tiny, to be honest. They come out of the volcano covered in obsidian rock, and it seems like they're going to be able to completely destroy things. But it's there, and she's sort of holding the gem aloft. And I'm wondering if it's sort of something like archery practice. The whole idea is that she can then go back to the other world oh. and destroy things. And maybe we set up earlier that Mia has been good at archery. We kind of have, because we kind of intimated they're in a kind of fantasy quartet, and they were missing a ranger. 
And remember, the barbarian mummy did have a bow and arrow, and she dropped them when Mia stabbed the dragon. She's about to go back yeah. through, and as she goes through, Mia rejoins the party and shoots the gem out of the barbarian woman's hand at exactly the point where they're going back through the portal which closes and then bisects laterally the mother and the dragon i didn't know you were going to use the word bisect but i knew you were going to have them chopped in half by closing portal you've just got a bit of bloodlust today it seems it's a barbarian movie (laughs) but it's in high school at least bisecting for a villain is good and she was a piece of work so I'm totally fine with that bisection. So we have our finale. Do you want to hear what the AI had for their finale? It's not going to beat that, is it? Go on then. The Ryan and his crew infiltrate the volcano's base, where Chad has set up a bomb to trigger the eruption. They engage in a fierce battle with Chad and his goons, using their weapons, skills, and teamwork to overcome them. The Ryan manages to disarm the bomb and prevent the disaster, but also realizes that the portal is closing soon. He says goodbye to his friends and Mia who admits her feelings for him and gives him a cup of coffee as a souvenir. He jumps into the portal and returns to his world, (laughs) where he is greeted by his fellow barbarians. (laughs) (laughs) Greetings, fellow barbarian. Here's a hot cup of coffee. To remember me by, always. (laughs) (laughs) So bad. Oh my god, I knew it was going to be dire. (laughs) I mean, I guess we tried to to work it through, the coffee knowledge, the grounds. Actually, you know, they did have an important part in our finale, but it's like, I love you. Have a cup of coffee to remember me by. (laughs) It's not a cup either. It's not a cup, it's not beans. It's a cup of coffee. Yeah. That's so... It could be like like free coffee in a hotel lobby level of coffee in a polystyrene cup. I guess it's his favourite oh, thing. Not established earlier, but his favourite thing about this new world is coffee. That's the finale. Um, so we've now just got one final little section, which is... Final image. The final image. The dust has settled. Evil is thwarted. The good guys have won. Um, what do you think the final image will be? They're all still there on unnamed island that isn't Hawaii, but a lot like Hawaii. The volcano is peaceful. In fact, there's like some grass growing on the side of it. So a few months has transpired. Obviously, Mia too didn't go to uh, Nescafe University. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's smiling and she walked past and it's like a food van. And inside is Pat and he's like pouring coffee He's like making brews and cold brew and all that nonsense for college students and high school students and just normal, normal people because that's his, you know, his calling was the coffee all along. He had a true passion for it and ethics and all that stuff. And so she, well, they're not going out. They're still just friends, but there's a twinkle in her eye, if you know what I mean. And for some reason, we do not even show Tiny or Curly. No reason why we're just not showing them. Maybe like... It was reshoots and we couldn't afford them, but they're not in the final scene at all. They're alive, but not seen. Maybe they're together. Together. Tiny and Curly have realised that they're more than friends by the end of it. And you sort of see them helping out in the back of Pat's van and then uh, making out when he's not looking or holding hands or something wholesome. Let's go for lame 90s level of gayness. Yeah, holding hands, maximum. The closing song is Coffee and TV. That's the best I can come up with short notes. Okay. By Blur. And then at the end, we have like a final sting image from the, the cold lava at the volcano. Suddenly a hand comes up grasping the gem and we see chad start to crawl out of the crust chad 
Yes. Chard. <laughs> and there we go. That's what our final image. Chad becomes Chard. Do you want to hear what the AI had? Yes. The Ryan yes, is seen in his world, leading his tribe in a raid against a rival clan. He uses his new knowledge and experience from the high school to outsmart and defeat them. He also shows them his cup of coffee, which he treasures as a reminder of his adventure. <laughs> Doesn't say what the skills were, but takes stuff from the modern world and uses it to become a barbarian warlord with uh, basically a cup of coffee as his sigil, it seems. Ah, that cup of coffee. <laughs> so it was cool. an integral part of the plot up until then. So what do you reckon they would have called their movie? What would the uh, AI have had as the title? I'm going to go lame and just say Thorian's Belt because that has a nice ring to it. I think it's even lamer than that. Are you ready? Barbarian High. Barbarian oh High. <laughs> and he didn't even have any weed. It's terrible. Barbarian High. But now I have to beat it. They also came up with a tagline, which is slightly better. <laughs> Are you ready? He came to learn. He stayed to loot. Oh, that's quite good. He came to learn, he stayed to loot. I like that. That's actually really quite good. That makes kind of even more sense from the fact that he would just take all of the shiny objects, right? Like, why would he be bothered with all yeah. of this sort of stuff? The guy can explain that only costs $20. I can buy you three of them. What is dollars? <laughs> what is yeah. online store? No, right? these are all my shiny things. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. more sense if he's just in a barbarian mindset of having everything. Trying to think, what would I call mine? I feel like it should have coffee in it because we've managed to kind of sew coffee through it. Sound like Boiling Point? Beanbarian? It just sounds like a vegetarian barbarian. Isn't uh, Boiling Point the name of the film with Chow Yun Fat and yeah, the, looking after yeah. the baby? I mean, it's not been used for a while. Oh, got it. Got it. Graduation Slay. So we have Barbarian High versus Graduation Slay. Do you have a tagline? If you think it's too hot in the kitchen, try a volcano. Uh, yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> and the uh. <laughs> just yeah, as part of the tagline. That's line. needed. <laughs> yeah, tailing off, sadly, yeah. That's it. Thank you very much. Matt, how well do you think the AI has done at this point? I think it went for the easy wins. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you could kind of tell some of the things coming from a mile off, apart from the here's a hot cup of coffee for your journey through a portal. Like, you knew that he was going to get caught during the heist, you knew that he'd have a nerdy buddy, and you knew he was going to, you know, rub up the bullies and the teachers the wrong way. Is it really a happy ending if, like, you know, the love of his life was the other side of the portal? She didn't even try to go with him or anything like that. I think from from that, we have to infer that the love of his life was a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it maybe shows true, to yeah. everyone. If there's anything that you would like to plug here, like your socials or things that people should check out, this is the time to do it. So I'm still on Twitter occasionally, mostly on Instagram. Um, that Matt Smith, Matt Spill with one T. And that's, the, that's my main social thing at the moment. Or you can check out my uh, tech writings. If you just Google my name, it'll appear. But yeah, I otherwise write at www.ngadget.com. And yeah, thanks for helping me try and create a movie Glenn. It's been fun, if very surreal. Well, thank you very much, and if you want to see Matt and other comedians like him every week at Comedy Cat on Saturdays, uh, just go to the website and book tickets. Um, and that's been it. Thank you very much. Bye!